When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Apartment 4D, the podcast all about New Girl. I'm your host Jill, here with Heather. Oh, hi everybody. And Joe. Hello. And we're here to discuss Season 3, Episode 12, Baskets Ball. Baskets. But like always, before we do, we'll pass around the feeling stick. Joe, here's the feeling stick. Do you have anything to share? So on this one... No, no, no. This is just the feeling stick. Oh. No, not this time. You haven't got confused by a feeling stick in a while. <laughs> yeah, Heather, do you have a feeling stick? I do. Um, I actually, it's about this episode, but it, no, but it, there's no word that it fits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it doesn't go in discussion questions. So this episode of New Girl is not original. Um, Golden Girls had an episode just like this. And then the sex standoff, everybody... Everybody Loves Raymond had a sex standoff. So, it is not original. Okay, thank you, Heather, for clarifying that. I thought you were going to argue with me. Well, I was trying to tell Joe that he's drinking out of my water bottle, so oh. I didn't have a lot of energy to... I don't want it back, dude! Oh. We're in a pandemic. Why don't you just go get yourself a fresh one? No, don't drink this one. Okay, so the Netflix description, we'll go Netflix first, then Joe Flicks, is Nick grows jealous when Jess and Coach Bond over his basketball team's arch rivals, while Schmidt mentors a employee and Winston starts a new job. Winston does not start a new job in this episode, so that's... They never get Winston right. They don't. Joe, what's your Joe Flix description? On this one? Uh-huh. <laughs> I would say on this one. Yeah, Joe, it's this one. <laughs> your Joe Flix description. On. I'm getting on my thing here. Okay, I don't have a Joe Flicks this okay. week. Oh, oh. There's no Joe no Flicks. I, I couldn't find something that related. I like the one with but Baskets you... Ball. Baskets Ball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Guest stars from this episode. This is after a terrible start. I didn't hear Heather's feeling stick because Joe was possibly getting coronavirus. My feeling stick was good. I know. I mean, I heard it, but I didn't yeah. engage. And then now this. All right. So guest stars from this episode include the character Ed, who's played by Bob Gunton. Who, okay, my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies, albeit emotional and kind of depressing, is The Shawshank Redemption. And I have seen Baskets Ball, for some reason, more than any other New Girl episode. I don't know why. I just, like, feel like I have that one memorized. I've seen it so many times, or it sticks out to me because it reminds me of Joe. And Ed, the character, has always driven me absolutely insane. As he's kind of supposed to, but I have this, like, extra hatred for him, and I never knew why, until I had to Google who he was. He's the prison warden in the Shawshank Redemption. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Just so much time has passed. He's He's older. really old. No, he's older. <laughs> well, I'd he's, be rude. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, that's why I hate him, because I hated him up atop. Like, the first time I epic, like, God, that guy's face bugs me. <laughs> because of all the hatred I have for that character. That's oh, all. Oh, yeah, he's a he's not very nice in Shawshank. No. So that means he's a good actor. Correct, yes. 
So let's start discussing the episode. We open in the kitchen where Winston says he'd like to do what Schmidt does, which is advertising. But Schmidt corrects him that it's marketing. Without it, he'd be dead in two days, which I'm not, <laughs> not thinking really adds up. But he can come shadow him at Astra. And Jess and Coach come back in from going to the drugstore where she's acting really extra. And she finds out that, um, well, first she says he's such a walnut and she can't find a way to crack him. Like she did with the other guys to become friends with them. And he said the meanest thing about her at the store, which is, oh, she's just my, my buddy's girlfriend. Ooh. Not that they're real friends. My feelings would be hurt. Like, I didn't need Joe's friends to be my friends. I, I would be friends fine. with them. No, there's some that were just his. <laughs> and I was just fine with them calling me Joe's girlfriend or Joe's fiance. Oh, Joe's I'm the wife. same way. Like, I don't understand. Although they do all live together and Jess is kind of extra. Do you have any thoughts on that before I move on, Joe? No. I wish everyone could see how sunburnt you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's distracting. We all went to the pool today. We went in when we did. Yeah, because no. we called it a day early. Um, so Nick and Jess are in Nick's room and she wants to know Coach 101. And he mentions how he's all about basketball and his favorite team is the Pit- Pistons. And she's like, that, nope. She's like, that's it. That's my way in. And he's like, no, it's not. You know anything about basketball? You call it basketball. And she's like, I'm a teacher. That's the grammatically correct way to say it. Which she has a good point. Yeah. And Nick explains how he's a Bulls fan and that it's a rivalry. And she says, like, sharks, sharks and cats. Wait, sharks and cats? That doesn't make sense. Is that what she said? I don't know. Like whales and dolphins, which also doesn't really make sense. And then she says, like, Jean Valjean and Valjer, which is characters from Les Mis, which I thought was so funny. Because rarely do you get a Les Mis reference. Very true, but I caught that. Yeah. yeah. And then Nick's like, yeah, Jean 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 versus Jean Jean. Because he doesn't know how to say it. And the McCalls and Hackspears. Oh, did she say Hatfields that? Hackfields and McCalls. They met, she Dynasty? met Hackfields, but yeah. she said McCalls and Hackspears. What's that from? Uh, that's, uh, that's a family who had a famous rival. Yeah, oh, I thought it was yeah. Dynasty characters. No, it's like and, a Western. Wait, McCatfields yeah. and... Hatfields and McCoys. Hatfields and McCoys. Oh, <laughs> and I actually saw a McCoy interviewed mm-hmm. recently. And there's, at the high school, wherever they live, there's mm-hmm. Hatfields and McCoys. Uh-oh. And it's still going on. Oh, oh God. <laughs> okay. But just really quick, I like it when she says basketballs because mm-hmm. I end up pronouncing... Sports stuff wrong all the time. Yes, you do. Yeah. That's true. So now we're at Astrat, and when Schmidt is ready to show Winston around, instead of having his regular day, he finds out he has to show the new guy around. He's no. Ed. He's very old. They had to hire him after they fired another female employee for just being 45 years 45. old. But here was the best Schmidt line. Because hmm. she comes up, she goes, Oh, Schmidt, yeah, we're going to have this guy. Uh, we're going to have this new guy uh, follow you, shadow you. Uh-huh. He's like, what, new compared to the moon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how she's disgusted, too. No, she says, we had to fire, like, Anne or whoever because she's 45. And um, Schmidt's like, obviously. Like, totally like it's normal. <laughs> well, I like it when she says, we fired so-and-so for being 45 and now Bran flakes. Yes, she does. <laughs> There's, this this episode's filled with great lines. It really is. Yeah, yeah I had trouble writing. Caption did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was all closed caption. So yeah. Coach is in his own room watching basketball, and Jess comes in and is like, "Why don't you watch it on the big TV?" And that's all we see so far. And then we're at the bar, which 
I guess it's nighttime now after work. I don't know. Time passes a little weird in this yeah, episode. Yeah, it does. And uh, Schmidt says what they're doing is networking, and Winston's still taking notes. We see that Cece's bartending unsupervised this time, and all Winston's notes are about Ed. And he says how he seems to be senile, but he comes in and out of it, which is a nice foreshadowing clue for later. And that's when Schmidt shares with Ed his idea to get the promotion, which is micro-marketing. Okay, I'm going to back up a little bit. Mm. Um, Ed reveals that he has a prostate the size of an avocado. Yes, earlier. Avocado. Yeah. Avocado, <laughs> yeah. And you guys are not going to believe this, but it's true. What do you think I was eating? Oh, an, an avocado. avocado? Yeah, which avocado? Avocado is one avocado. And avo- no. An <laughs> avocado no. No, it, is It's just like what plural. old people say. Avocado. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a back east thing. I know it was an old person thing. No, old people do it. Like diabetes. Diabetes versus diabetes. That's funny. Yeah. I have a coworker who has diabetes, and his dad calls it sugar diabetes. Yeah. Well, Wilford yeah. Brimley used to do that. But um, that just sounds like an old person. Out my, that is. Which, by the way, for those of us who eat avocados, they're very expensive. <laughs> That's the plural. You could have said avocado. <laughs> and mine ended up getting thrown away because I just couldn't eat it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of and memes it turned about that. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> It's like not ready, not ready, ready, old. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, mine was beautiful. Uh huh. But it started turning brown because I left it on the plate so long. Oh. Because I was like, I can't eat Ed's prostate. Ew. Okay. Well, I couldn't. Thanks. Thanks for that. So now uh, we're watching Jess and Coach watch the game, and she wants to do the Pistons butt bump, which he begrudgingly does. When Nick comes in, and Coach immediately starts making fun of Nick because he says that Jess it likes the Bulls now. And it's really ugly. You can see the start of the rivalry. You can see it's been a long time brewing before those two. When Jess comes to bed wearing a piston shirt she got from Coach. (laughs) And Nick is very upset, says, take it off or get out of my bed. Because Michael Jordan was the first person that showed him he could love another man. (laughs) She has to be a Bulls fan. He forbids her to be a Pistons fan. And if she continues, he's going to turn off the tap, the sex tap. And she storms out of the room. Joe, as someone who unfortunately is obsessed with the Raiders (laughs) and the Dodgers. Well, you're okay. You like the Dodgers, but you'll tolerate other teams. Have you ever had an experience like this where a girl either liked or was wearing or was trying to get along with someone? And you just, I can't even wait till the discussion questions. I have to know now. No, because... uh, not in another jersey or nothing. Uh-huh. But the thing about it is, is that's probably the number one turn off to guys is when girls pretend to like sports to like you. But it's kind of oh. funny because there's a lot of things that guys do to pretend to get girls to like them. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I like so-and-so TV show. I like so-and-so. No, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. They're just trying to get, to say that to get into yeah. the girl. Right? Oh, I I read that book too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I like photography or poetry or whatever it is. So for guys, see, we can pretend to like that stuff a little bit easier, I think, than girls can like sports because yeah. once you start talking to a girl about sports, she doesn't know the intricacies of sports. Right. You know what I'm saying? As soon as Jess said, oh, we're going to watch the Pistons of Detroit game. Yeah. 
Like the that, mighty, mighty lions of Des Moines. Yeah. yeah. Right there, Coach had a red flag up, big right. time. But he luckily right. Coach doesn't listen to her. Right. Like he yeah. barely hears what she says. Right. But uh, that was actually, I had that same discussion question for Joe. But um, you explaining how guys don't like girls doing that, thank you. Because that just explains a lot of rejection in my life. Oh, my God. You couldn't even <laughs> pretend like you understood a sport. Oh, please. I tried. But I'm going to back up a little bit. Um, when they're Shocking. when they're at the bar, for some reason, I thought they were on lunch. Oh, that makes that makes more sense. Yeah, you refer to it as networking, but yeah, maybe they were drinking in the middle of their workday at the bar on lunch. When you work Which with is also Ed, a bad choice. When you work with Ed, you need to drink. Um, <laughs> and then Schmidt says we're dragging around a drooling potato. Oh gosh, I did not catch about that. him. Yeah, about and Ed. then and then Ed goes, "Oh yeah, I'll split a potato." Potato. Yeah, oh my potato. gosh, I, I need half a baked potato. I'm like, who eats half a baked potato? And then um, I've eaten half a baked potato. Whole thing. And then Schmidt says to Ed, why don't you tell us about the streetcar? I did. Yeah, that part was funny. <laughs> but I want to I want to back uh, to back up a little, as Heather would say, when Joe just said, like, they don't like when girls pretend to like their team or whatever. And she says, uh, Jess says to Nick when they're fighting in the room, like, I'll just be a Pistons fan until I'm friends with them. Then I'll switch back to the Bulls. And, You're just going to switch teams? I could never trust you. Like, <laughs> seems a little bit of an extreme reaction. Yeah, I'm just glad she didn't insult Jay Cutler while she was at it. Cutler, yeah. he loved Jay Cutler. So now we're in the bathroom and Nick is trying to brush his teeth seductively. And she's like, do not challenge me to a sex standoff. <laughs> I can channel all that into knitting like I did in either middle school or high school or in something. High school. High school um so now we're watching the game again and i love that jess is wearing like i don't know if it's a red top and a blue skirt or vice versa but she's wearing the team colors the but pistons, yes yeah. but instead of a pistons like jersey or shirt it's her own clothes but yeah she just chose oh i didn't know that was their colors yeah like, that's adorable that's something i would do when nick comes in wearing a full-on Full bulls uniform oh that was funny pouring water all over himself accidentally turning himself on Oh, that, I didn't like that. Such a ridiculous scene. Yeah. So now we're at the meeting and at Astrat. So I guess it's several days later, not when the Bulls game was on. And Schmidt is about to present his idea on micro-marketing when Ed steals his idea, says it, and presents it as his own. Even though I don't think he knows what it means. But I'm just going to back up really quick. When Schmidt told Ed the idea, his reaction was, they're going to sh- oh, <laughs> gonna throw you a ticker... T- Ticker tape. Parade. In the Jewish in the part Jewish of town. Jewish part of town. Goes, the Jewish part of town. Like, so excited. Like, yes, thank and you. And that's the kind of thing old people say. While we're at the bar, Winston predicts what Ed's going to do before Schmidt can share it. Mm-hmm. And Ed and Ed says, Ed's not there. And Schmidt says that Ed's going to get the promotion. And Winston says, we need to have justice. A lot of foreshadowing right there. Ooh. So um, now we're still at the – no, we're not still watching the game. Um, Jess and uh, Coach just finished the game, and he's talking to her about some plays. And he says, you know what we should do? We should rewatch the whole oh, thing. brutal. Could you imagine? Yeah. I used to have to watch football games with Joe, and I would not have thought it was cute if he wanted – we didn't have the capability to rewind it back then, but to rewind and watch the whole game. I would have literally started crying. Mm. So Jess is in the hallway outside Nick's room and he catches her and she said she's just doing a bed check. (laughs) She gets mad at him. So she starts describing what a piston does in her most seductive voice. Mm -hmm. And when she gets him to cave, says now she's turning her tap off until he becomes a Pistons fan. 
and runs off to her room. She switched it. She did. No, I didn't see that one coming the first time I watched it. Now we're at the loft and it's breakfast time and Winston and Schmidt are together and they're trying to figure out what to do about Ed and they say they need to find an old man's mind to study. When Nick walks in with a disposable camera to take some seductive pictures to send to Jess, but he doesn't want to beam them directly into Putin's pocket. Because that's what that guy's looking for, is, is nudes of Nick. And he can't use technology at all. And he likes a hard copy. And then uh, Schmidt shows him some of his seductive poses. And that, you can tell, inspires them for how to handle that's that That's when he showed the him the half Nelson. Is, was that one of the names oh, of his yeah, poses? Uh, yeah. yeah, like the half Nelson. Like, uh, okay. Oh my gosh. My, my coworker put his son in a half Nelson, like it's a wrestling move. Uh-huh. Cause I would have got him in a half Nelson, blah, blah, blah. And then the next night his son put him in a headlock and goes, and he's in a three fourths Nelson. <laughs> That's cute. That was so funny. Yeah. So we see Jess cutting the wire to the TV, which let me say, Joe, I'm sure Ooh. you did not find that amusing. You are a man who loves TV, but really loves his sports live. And Joe would not like anyone disrespecting a perfectly good TV. That's yeah, not acceptable yeah. in his no, he, world. You can't do that. You gotta, especially when you go down to watch a game. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, or just ever. Instead yeah. of watching the game, she says, "Let's just talk and hang out. We can get coffee, and coffee could, could turn out to dinner, and dinner could turn into weekly dinner." And she starts talking. And Coach says, do you want to do this over food? Mm-hmm. And she's excited and thinking he's leaning in. But really, he takes her to a sports Ooh. bar. Pays no attention to her. She finally yells. She doesn't like basketball. She just wants to be friends. And he goes, why? You're my buddy's girlfriend. What more do you want? Oh, so sad. And she runs out. For me, it was hard to watch because I had flashbacks of this time. I was stuck in Rancho Cucamonga at a sports bar with my felon ex-boyfriend, the one who steals cars, and I couldn't leave, and that's when I discovered he paid for things with multiple credit cards. Yeah, my felon ex-boyfriend and the guy who stole cars rolls off your tongue way too comfortably. It does. <laughs> <sighs> so we're at Astrat. I guess this was like a four o'clock game. Coach doesn't have a job or just trains yeah. people still. Jess is done with school because Astrat's still running. Right. And Ed's presenting and says that Schmidt's going to pass out the photocopies. But he says, oh, all the photocopies and the whole building are on the fritz. So I've just loaded it on the laptop. And Ed fakes a heart attack (laughs) to get out of doing the presentation. So crazy. Ed's a a smarter guy than we think he is. Yes, he tricked all of us. Then we see Nick coming to the bar wearing a Pistons jersey. Coach doing the world's most obnoxious laugh. And um, he says the trick is to get along with Jess is to just share with her the random things you think when you're driving. Like, do seals have friends? And I've never seen a baby pigeon. And just tell those to her and you have a friend for life. Which is ridiculous. That's not how friendship works, but whatever. So we're in the loft and Jess, uh, Nick comes in in his Pistons jersey to find her. But Jess is in the Bulls jersey. And so we see that that's all mended. They're going to be okay. But back at the bar... Um, Winston is talking about his job at Astrap. Gets offered a job at Astrap by Schmidt because I guess he can just offer people jobs now. Mm-hmm. And he, well, he said he'd help him get a job. He doesn't want it because he wants to do something where he analyzes and connects the dots, mm. where he can live in another person's mind, but also wow. be on the streets Ooh. where he can look at clues. Do y'all like donuts in the morning? <laughs> So stupid. Winnie B. And uh, Cece's like, have you ever thought of being a cop? 
And Schmidt says, yeah, you already have high cholesterol and weird people skills. <laughs> That's so funny. And uh, then we see Coach back at the loft outside the room telling Jess he loves the Pistons because it's the place he stayed the longest. It's hard for him to get attached to people because he always moved around. And he would love to be her friend. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're, they're basically now, you can see, have established uh, a solid friendship. I'm going <laughs> to... Um, I'm going to just back up to a, a couple of lines that I really liked. Uh, so when when the old guy fakes his um, heart, heart attack, uh-huh. um, I like how no one tries to help her call 911. Not at all. Ladies, this is why the cutoff's 45. Right. And then um, when the old guy calls Schmidt his little helper, mm-hmm. and he also calls Schmidt a Hebrew. Oh, jeez. And um, I think I had one other thing about him. Oh, when Schmidt's boss says to the old man, <laughs> this is great. I hug you, but you smell like the public library. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There were so many old people. I, I just, I couldn't stop laughing. It was a really, it was a pretty good episode. Yeah. To say it's in the top tier for this season. Sure. Um, so that brings us to Jess. Look. My favorite was when she, it's a start where she's wearing a white sweater with black horses on it because that's ridiculous. But I also appreciated the thought that was put into her blue and red outfit when she was watching the Pistons game. Joe? The funniest moment we're talking about? No, pal. I have, <laughs> or the best dress. What happens to you when Heather and I are talking? The best dress. Like, no, no. Well, what are, she, you, what was, are you doing? She was laughing so much I thought we were talking about funniest moment. Yeah, but then I started talking. Everything okay. she reeled off so was very So you just funny. me out. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it has to be, I would think it would be just in the Bulls uniform. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, because that's the like, at the end. yeah, guys yeah. like that when you wear the other team, when you Their wear your team favorite jersey. team's jersey. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Heather? Uh, I put the uh, same thing, the dress and sweater that matched the colors. Nice. Okay. Best dressed overall, Heather? Um, the best dressed overall... Uh, was Nick's Bulls outfit. Mm-hmm. But I want to give a shout out because I thought Winnie B mm-hmm. looked so fly in the light purple shirt with the dark purple tie. Okay, you Joe, good best, Winnie. best dress for the whole episode, this episode? I would say it had to be Nick's uh, Bulls jersey. Okay, nice. That was That was hilarious. And then he had the shorts too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said they were his uh, Scotty Pippen shorts. Yes, which no. is Yeah, Scotty Pippen. Pippen always wore short shorts. Oh, <laughs> he like, did? Like, yeah. Like, well, they all did Scotty back Pippen then. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did best dress actually was Nick in the Pistons jersey because it fit him like a regular jersey, not like the too small uniform. And I thought he looked kind of cute in it. But also because he was like, I know it was just to get the sex tap open again, but he was like, look, look what I'll do for Jess. Like, I love her oh, so much. Oh, well, that is. Yeah, so yeah. I appreciated that. Okay. That brings us to is. favorite Schmidt moments, which there's so many of oh, this one. so many. I put one that we didn't even talk about because it was so lengthy, but when he's in the bar and he's trying to do his minnow metaphor and Cece's like, that metaphor's too busy. There's too many things going on. It doesn't make sense. Minnow toast. And he was on minnow on toast now the middle's gonna get back up off the toast and And get eaten yeah yeah and a zero jar count joe what was your favorite schmidt moment i would say for this one it would probably have to be when he was meeting the older guy he had to Mm. bring around and he's like what do you mean new compared to the moon yeah you know that was was a good one Yeah. yeah and then he and then he's like 
And then he's like, well, you must have, be, I must be bringing you around because I'm the best there is. He's like, no, your office is the closest to the can. So, <laughs> that was right. I have a that prostate the size of an avocado. avocado. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. only going to call them avocados now. Same seas. Heather, um, favorite Schmidt moment? Oh, my favorite Schmidt moment? Okay, there was no way for me to choose because every old people joke was priceless. Mm-hmm. So I just had to put all of his old people jokes. Okay, nice. That brings us to favorite funniest moment overall. My favorite, because it reminded me of Heather, and technically I see her point, is the pronunciation of basketball. Nice. And that she thought with her limited knowledge, that's what she was, and it did work in the long run. That's what she was going to use to get in, to have a friendship with Coach. Joe, what was your favorite or funniest moment from this whole episode? When Nick was in the Bulls uniform. Okay, nice. And he's trying to talk just. Spills his water. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. That was funny. Heather? Um, okay, uh, uh, my favorite funniest moment was when Ed fakes a heart attack. That is so funny. So funny. And, like, also disturbing since no one age, reacted. He shouldn't be tempting fate No like karma. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Joe already said his, right? Yeah, okay. So that brings us to the Honey Roast Award for Best Character, Performance, Inanimate Object, Writing, etc. for an episode. Heather, who are you going to give your Honey Roast Award to this week? Congratulations, Ed. I'm giving it to Ed too. Seamsies. For all that, but I'm giving it to him for Shawshank Redemption because I saw oh. that when I was in college, which was like eight million years ago. Okay. And the fact that just the side of his face, although changed because he was older, still inspired such rage in me Ooh. means he's a great actor. Joe? Wait, I would oh. like to point out something exciting. Okay. This is the first time in history of our podcast. We've agreed on anything? <laughs> no, that someone has gotten a honey roast. For another appearance. Oh, you're right. Wow, good job, Ed. I just made history. Yeah. Joe? So I would say this one would probably have to go... It should be split between Nick and Jess. Okay. Because they showed so well the... See, the dynamic of... A, of a boyfriend girlfriend having the same things in common, mm-hmm. you know, is is important. And and what's important to a girl mm-hmm. is way different than what's uh, important to a guy. Like the old saying says, "Men are from Mars, women are from Venus." Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. that book? I do. Yeah. Good. Good. So analogy. Nick tries to get just to understand that, and he said this. He goes, "No, it's not just a Bulls team." See, you got to understand, when guys like their favorite sports team... Okay, I started liking my favorite sports team in 1976. Because it was on your lunchbox. It's now, what are we, in 2021? Whoa! So that's 40-something years. You're you're a loyal person, Of having a relationship with something that... Will give you great joy. Will break your heart. Gives you entertainment. I've only really seen it break your heart. Is always there sixteen Sundays a year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there, there's this, there's this feeling of we. You know what oh, I'm saying? With, with your favorite sports okay. team. And and there was a movie with Drew Barrymore and John. And, uh, oh, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon about the Red Sox and the fanaticism of the Red Sox fans. Because oh, in, yeah. in Boston, in Boston, there's the Red Sox and then there's the other teams. They're, oh, they're, you love the Red Sox. Red Sox yeah. And he loved the Red Sox, so he had to get her to understand his love of the Red oh. Sox. And he says in that movie, you don't understand, I've known you for six months 
I've known the Red Sox for 30 years. Oh, okay. And explained to her the ups and downs and the trials and tribulations. Yeah. And seeing your team maybe struggle for years, for years, for years, and then finally overcome that and win it all and give this... I mean, think about sports teams, the pride, the sense of pride they give to a city and a region where they do well. I mean, they have ticker tape parades for these guys. (laughs) And not just in the Jewish part of town, (laughs) like in all the town. Well said, Joe. Is there anything else in life that you can think when something wins something and the whole town, half a million or a million or two million people show up for a parade? I mean, the Macy's parade doesn't even get two million people. You know what I'm saying? Probably not. So... So that's so it's a big deal to the community, and a big deal to everyone involved that that is a fan of that team. So, but the question was, who's your honey roast going to? The the both of them for him <laughs> for him to get her to understand why oh. why he likes the Bulls, and for her giving in, saying okay, oh, okay. now I understand. Getting the concept. I better not wear that Pistons jersey. No right. More. She Got didn't it. understand. Wow. It was a long journey, but we yeah. got there. She was, <laughs> yeah. she was hurting. Okay, yeah. did either of you catch a bear in this episode? No. Alright, that brings us pretty quickly to discussion questions. Joe, did you bring a discussion question? I guess the only question would be, you know, have you ever pretended to like a sports team? In order to get a friend, gain a friend, gain a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it may be, you know, or you just want to be the cool kid in school, you know what I'm saying? And maybe it's not a sports team. Maybe it's a favorite soap opera. Maybe it's a favorite musical. Pretend to be into something. Yeah, pretend to be into something just to get the ins into the in crowd or with a person. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's a great question, Joe. I feel like the answer to Heather's is going to be yes. Yeah, I have many times. I was stalking a guy at my gym, and I pretended to like a baseball team. I don't know which one. Um, I don't know anything about baseball. um, Okay, I get really obsessed with local celebrities, and I start stalking them. And so there was a DJ at my gym. This is 20 years ago in 2000. He actually ended up coming to my Academy Awards party. Um, But when I wanted to be friends with him... He uh, he always talked on his radio show about the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. So, and what sport is that? Football? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and so I would show up at the gym and I'd be like, hey, Jimbo, how about those Vikings? And like say all these Minnesota Viking things. Mm-hmm. Well, we ended up becoming friends. Mm-hmm. And he knew that I didn't sure. really yeah. know. But I think he appreciated the effort. Mm. And he came to my Academy Awards party and dressed as the Oscar in a gold suit. Oh. Yeah, so it was cool. And we're actually still kind of friends. Nice. I don't think I've ever done that. But because, ironically, this is going to make no sense after hearing Heather, um, our dad is a baseball coach. So while I don't know like a lot about baseball growing up, especially when I was younger, I did know a lot of buzzwords and about like you know different injuries and surgeries people had to have and so I would definitely use that education to impress boys at my school but I didn't I wasn't pretending I just knew I don't know I presented myself like I knew a lot more about the sport than I really do because I I was positioned to with my vocabulary Joe have you ever what's your answer to your question uh no because I I first of all most of my friends, if not all my friends, are into sports. So there was never... Yeah, but you said it could be a TV show. Like, I mean, yeah, for a girl. Yeah. Like, your own oh, question is, did you fake to be into something to get closer to somebody else? You know, 
I don't know if you fake it because I like a lot of different things. You do. Or you'll be interested in something new. But maybe yeah. it's... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really a person who's like, oh, I haven't tried that before. Like, I went to musicals. I've never been yeah, to musicals you before. Did. Yeah, we were and all of a sudden, Wicked, you know. Right. And Please don't do that All this other <laughs> you stuff. You asked me about cooking, which is, and you listen. Yeah. You listen to all my stories. Yeah, yeah. You can't so get I, away. Yeah. I, I like hearing new things. So I, I like, uh, you know, people that are from other parts of the country, you know, learning right. about that parts of the country and their backgrounds. And, and, you know, I went to school in Indiana in the 80s when. The KKK was pretty big back oh. there, yeah. And you just hear these stories. I mean, the stories I heard were just crazy. It just opened your eyes to new worlds. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I wouldn't say I pretended. I'm just very inquisitive. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and what's it, cool about you, though, is you ask questions, but then you actually take the time to remember them. So yeah. when you see that person the next time, like our uncle, you're like, hey, how's that fishing pole? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. not. How is that fishing pole? How's that fishing? How's the fishing yeah. going? We can yeah. see how Jimbo caught on to you. Yeah. Um, okay. Was that your only question, Joe? Yes. Okay, Heather, do you have a discussion question? Uh, yes. Yeah, I do. Well, I had Joe's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, great question, Joe. And then I have I have a couple. Um, how old do you think Ed was? Hmm. 65. He's not retired yet. So oh, wait. I'm, he was pretending to be stupid. I'm going to say yeah. maybe 60. Okay. Heather? Wow. I'm going to put that on her Instagram. Yeah, I had 72. Oh, so wow. Past retirement. Yeah. Interesting. But you like second career. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. And then, um, okay, we did the someone's friend. How old do you think he is? Um, okay, have you ever been the reverse? Have you ever been coach where someone was desperately trying to be your friend? Um, and pretending to like something they didn't? I don't know about that. Mm. Or did you ever have like a stalker who wanted to be your friend? I already told my stalker story when I was at the yeah, Cal you State. You. you know what a dead giveaway is to if, a, if, if you know whether a girl is into a guy? And, and I'm just talking off the cuff mm-hmm. where I see this at games all the time. Here comes a guy down with his favorite, say, Angels or Dodgers jersey. And then behind him comes the girlfriend with six-inch stilettos. Oh, I know. A plunging neckline. Yeah. And, like, the hair done like she's going to the prom and not a baseball game. And it's hilarious because, you know, she's dressed for the nightclub versus a baseball game. Oh, yeah. And you just don't wear stilettos to a baseball baseball game. game. So that's a dead giveaway. So for all the girls out there, don't wear stilettos because that's a dead giveaway. That's that's not what that's a dead giveaway for for me. If you're at a sporting event and there's a woman in high heels, she's either married to dating or trying to date one of the people on the field or the court of the game. That's. But that, that's how that reads to me. It's like, oh, overdressed and trying too hard. Dating or trying to date an athlete. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, any other questions? Well, I'm going to answer. Oh, sorry. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Heather, it's your question. I, <laughs> I don't think about them. I remember that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have. I think it was more people tried to butter me up at work. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were like praising me or whatever because I was doing a good job or they wanted my help. Mm-hmm. Uh, or people try to butter me up if they want me to do their resume. 
Uh, <laughs> but I feel like I have had... When we were really young, you tried to be my friend. Yes. Yeah, so I guess I'll go with that one. Yeah. Oh, Good okay. question, Hess. Yeah. Um, oh, what, how many are there? I think I might be done. Um, how old? Um, and then this is similar. This one goes out to Joe. Would you break up with someone if they were if they their team was not the Raiders? Ooh, mm. do the Raiders have like one is rival? Is that a deal break? Wait, wait. Do the Raiders yeah. the Raiders they have do, a rival? They do. Who's the, their rival? Well, it's the Broncos or the Char- Chargers or now the Chiefs. Okay, so I mean, basically anyone who is an NFL team is your rival. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have I ever broken up? No, no. With someone would you? Of she said. Would you? Uh, I don't even would think you'd start dating them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd, it'd be it'd be a tough house on Sunday. You know, <laughs> so you'd have to figure like you got to look at the long term prospects. Right. You know, and you need a t- two TVs. Some things can be overcome, some things can't. Right. And so <laughs> I don't know. Wow. You know, Joe, wow. Maybe it's a Monday through Saturday relationship. Right. And on <laughs> Sundays we both take a sabbatical from each other. I've heard of those. I've heard of those. Yeah. 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 I've heard of people who have two houses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on Sunday you go to the other one. And I, you know, I had a rule on Sunday, no commercials on Sunday. Oh, it was so annoying. Yeah, no commercials what? on Sunday. We, as soon as the commercial comes on, turn to another game. Turn to another oh, game. Oh, not even you know, another show. Yeah, we worst. always had the games on. So. And they go from morning until night. It never ends. Yeah, Sunday That's is heavy. Sunday's a, a heavy church day. The church of football, <laughs> that is. <laughs> I'm going to move on. This of football. So, um, this is just a story I wanted to share about Joe. I, I never yeah, tell it, and I don't even know if you're going to remember. a good Joe story. So, but it's a, and uh, I don't know what jogged my memory about it, but it's like common interests or whatever. So, Joe and I have the common interest of liking cookies, which I think everybody <laughs> does, but we like them to a different, extra Romantic. special degree. Yeah. So, this one time, Joe calls me from Arizona. We're not dating. We just know each other. I'm in Arizona, and my car broke down. And I got all these kids in the car with me. And it's his niece and nephew and his daughter. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> There's like, there was no texting back then. And I don't know. Maybe we talked on the phone. He's like, yeah, we we're Christmas shopping. And now, like, my tire's out. And we're just, like, sitting here. And I'm like, mm, that's, that's nuts, Joe. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> that sounds like Joe. So then I come to his house. There were, like, some people there um, after Christmas. And he's like, oh, I got you a gift. And we were not on the level of, first of all, we had been at work before Christmas time. That's when you exchange your gifts, you uh-huh. know, before Christmas with your coworkers. And this other person who was there hands it to me for him. Like, yeah, he bought this for you. And it's a Mrs. Fields cookbook. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and we both love Mrs. Fields cookies. There's a Mrs. Fields in the mall next to our work. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I already have a Mrs. Fields recipe. I've had it since yeah, 12. Yeah, you do. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, Joe, thank you so much. Like, yeah, now, like, if you ever want to bake some cookies and, like, give some to me, you can. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. Oh, well, all while he was laying on a couch, and he wouldn't even stand up for me to hug him to say thank you. That, that's almost as good as he bought you the the earbuds and said to you could listen to him while you clean the house. No, no, it was a headphone headset, <laughs> and you could talk on the phone and clean the house at the same time. Because there was no Facebook or texting back then, so I did talk on the phone to everybody. Yeah, a lot. and he yeah. wanted my hands free to clean the house. I was just solving a problem. That's all I was doing. A problem no one thought we had, right? but you. You're but, a problem. 
problem solver. I That's mean, not many guys do. would have thought of a Miss Fields cookbook. No, you know that was saying? very sweet. Yeah. It was very self-serving. You said that I can make cookies and give them to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's because... Or to others. No, when, no, he said to him. But it's something where you shared a common interest, so right. how do we take that to the next level? You know what I'm saying? So did you like her? Yes. I don't know. Oh. I mean... I can't remember the timing of it all because, like I said, we were friends before. Right. Oh, Joe. So I couldn't bring him to her as a friend. Joe. and yeah. say, Oh, here, you can make cookies and then we can eat them together or something, you know. But... Yeah, look at my face. What? <laughs> <laughs> you knew you liked me already. Do you want me to tell a story about the party? No. Exactly. No. Yeah, he liked me. Anyways, <laughs> so now I'm going to tell a story about Heather. Because he used to say, your earrings match your That top. too, yeah. But one time he, he had a party, he said a little too much after I left. So people knew how he felt about me. Um, so it looks like Heather's dog has found something to snack on. Oh no. Probably something we dropped from dinner. Um, so the other story I want to tell is actually about Heather. Ooh. Very much related. So our dad's a baseball coach. We literally live in a house where baseball is always on the TV. We went to all his games. And she literally has no knowledge of baseball. None. She would sit and read a book during his game. She never leaned in. Nothing. And What's lean in? Like lean into, like learn about it. Like nope. try to, uh, it's not like a great thing we're painting on you, but I'm oh. glad you're embracing it. Okay. <laughs> Some people try to share interests with their family members. Um, so we're at dinner one night and my dad's telling a story about a baseball play because we weren't at the game. And Heather's looking agitated because she doesn't want to hear about baseball. And he tells how the player stole, like, second base. And we were, like, heard or stole home. I don't know. He stole some base. And my mom and I go, wow, that's crazy. I can't believe that happened. And, like, there's a beat. And Heather's like, so did he give it back? I said that. <laughs> did you hear me? Did I really say that? Yes. How old was I? You were, like, in high school. So my dad said someone stole a base. And Heather was like, did they give it back? <laughs> And I like I like spit my food on the table. My dad did not think it was funny. He didn't. No. Oh. Like seriously, Heather. Was I making a joke? No. I wish that was the case. <laughs> I don't even remember. And another time, two players collided in the outfield. One was knocked unconscious. A uh, ambulance had to be driven onto the field. And as they were driving away, my sister looked up from her book and she's like, "Why isn't the game happening?" <laughs> Did something happen? I'm like, oh my god! If I'm reading, I I only know what's happening in my book, mm-hmm. and I was probably annoyed because that meant the game would go longer. Probably that is the only thing you were worried about. <laughs> All right, well, that concludes the discussion for this episode. We'll see you guys next week. We'll be back on Zoom Ooh. for season three episode. But you should listen. <laughs> here soon joe it'll be great for season three episode 13 we hope you guys have a great week maybe have an avocado oh or a potato potato half potato potato. all right Bye. Bye. bye bye everybody